Hello, Monte Adventures Words, where we explore storytelling in all its forms. I'm Rob. I'm Kate. And we are back again after what was a rather busy weekend for you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so, Saturday, we actually didn't do that much, uh, I'll be honest. But um, Sunday, I went off to uh, what are either known as the Anniversary Games or the London Diamond League, which is held in the Olympic Stadium that was built for London 2012 and is now used by West Ham as their football stadium um, for at least part of the year. But obviously it's summertime, it's not football season, so there's athletics there. And that was kind of a warm-up event because London is hosting the athletics world championships uh, in August and they're sort of like para athletics championships before that so yeah really exciting got to see Mo Farah running like one of his last times that he's ever going to run on a track so yeah it's a bit mm. emotional um he he won of course um but it was still, it's always exciting so yeah very very good fun so it was a nice summery day and uh summer is in full swing as are uh, all the films at the cinema, superheroes, yeah, Spider-Man, superheroes. Wonder Woman. So what better time to talk about Super Thursday? Oh, oh seamless. Oh, that was so smooth. Seamless. Well done, well done. So if you haven't listened to this before, um, Super Thursday is what the book publishing trade, it's usually a day, a Thursday, funny enough, in... <laughs> well done, October, well done. That's, in, the first, that's the first um, basic hurdle pass. In October. And this is where, it's the day where for whatever reason we've all decided, um, hundreds of books are all published on the same day. This is to basically get them out in time for Christmas when people are buying them either themselves or for gifts. Now, that might seem a bit early for Christmas to you, but some people do start their Christmas shopping very early, but also it's kind of about an awareness thing, that although this Thursday is normally at the beginning of October, it means that most of the books that are published around that time will get a good burst of publicity and marketing when they're actually released. But then also they'll probably get some later on in the autumn as well, like around the start of December. So you're, you get a couple of bites at the cherry and it's like, it's close enough to Christmas that you can have two goes without it being too annoying. Um, but it's far, you know, and it's far enough away, um, but it's not like too far away so that people have sort of forgotten about it by Christmas. So this, this is sort of supposedly like the sweet spot, basically. And I suppose it's because, yeah, you get that uh, here in the UK now, there's that increasing trend of like Black, Black Friday. Yeah. All those books are going to be discounted. But the bookseller, which is our sort of trade industry magazine, is kindly collated all this information for us so very helpful our super thursday is on the 5th of october where it's 505 new hardbacks that is mad all hit the shelves at the same time absolutely mad it's day before my birthday so lots of lots of good books out in time for my birthday so we thought we'd do a quick roundup of some of the titles it's also uh what their predictions for what might be the christmas number one things Mm, like that but which astonishingly you can do based on you know those books that are released on that day but a few of the ones... Now, last week we mentioned um, Philip Pullman's The Book of Dust. Mm-hmm. That's actually appearing on the second mini Super Thursday, which is on the 19th. Only 260. Oh, well, that's that all. Day. Yeah. That's being picked out as possibly the Christmas number one. I can imagine a lot of people will be getting those I, gifts. I can imagine that might well be. 
So, yeah, so we've got a, a, like, main Super Thursday, but then obviously people have wanted to not bombard the market, so that we've almost got two now. So on the main one, we've got five escape Brexit Island. So we've had five on, on, on Brexit, Brexit Island. Island. Now they're escaping Brexit yep. Island. Uh, the, those five on were, were everywhere. five go. Five or, go. Or, yeah. um, there's a new Mary Berry. Uh, we've also got... There's always, there's usually a few celebrity biographies uh, that will yeah. either do really well or they kind of... Or disappear, disappear. without a trace. So we've got a new one um, from Richard Branson, Finding My Virginity. I see what he did there. Uh, David Jason's doing Only Fools and Stories. Now, I mean, I know that his previous autobiographies, you know, I think he's doing his life in chunks, basically. Yeah. They they have just been so popular, like really popular, because I guess there's that whole group of people who grew up with him, seeing him on the telly, and then there's the older people who remember him from like Open All Hours, and so, so yeah. there's like this huge swathe of people who really like him uh, there's also some new fiction Alan Hollinghurst's The Sparshalt Affair oh wow Picador cool uh, Dan Brown will be out by then but only by a few days so mm-hmm. there's two we talked about last week yeah and we've also got some new books there's a new Jamie Oliver when isn't there a new Jamie Oliver of course and there's some new Harry Potter books that are out um so we've got new Potter and new dark materials. Although I say new Potter, it's not a new story, but it's more uh, a sort of a collection to do with. There's going to be a new exhibit at the British Library. So it's Harry oh, Potter: yeah. A History of Hard, A History of Magic, which is a thirty-pound hardback with full-color illustrations. Oh, I'm sure so it is. Good. So that's probably some illustrations. So something for the you know the big Potter fans. Yeah, I can see a Tim Peake book there. Tim Peake, Ask an Astronaut. Sounds really fun. I mean, that that's obviously a, a great Christmas present for people. Uh, what you and I tend to sort of read more is the fiction side of things. So there's a new John le Carre, there's a new Richard Flanagan. Mm, there certainly is. Yeah, it's called First Person, and it's um, it's a bit meta. So it's um, a guy who's writing... I know about this because Chateau published it. Um, there's a guy who's writing someone else's... Uh, Autobiography. He's being his kind of ghostwriter, um, but then as the time goes on, the uh, the guy whose um, biography he's writing um, is kind of being stranger and stranger, and he starts to wonder if he's been caught up in some kind of weird plot. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that, I think it should be really good. And if you're going to do a plug, so am I. So it's new Martina Cole. Uh, Another was, one. Yeah, she does a she does a book every year. Yeah. But another, another one. You've got a Martina out at the moment. That's the paperback. We've got a Oh, cool. Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, well done her. Well done, Martina. I'll tell her that next time I see her. Um, <laughs> she gets a thumbs up from me. Fiction from Tom Hanks. Yes. Oh, I'm really sad that Vintage didn't get to publish that, actually. Um, but it seems like this fantastic collection of short stories um, being published by Cornerstone. Um, maybe William Heinemann, I think. Um and it's all about it's all based around typewriters because you might or might not know that Tom Hanks collects um, vintage typewriters. There is a documentary out about typewriters that he's in. Well, there you go. At the moment, yeah. I saw a trailer for it. I don't know if I'll be rushing to the cinema, but um, maybe one for Netflix. Uh, some new Lee Child, a Robert Harris, and also Stephen King. I'm probably more interested in the Stephen King mm. and the Robert I've Harris. I've seen there. some like animated trailers for that Stephen yes, King. Looks great. He's, he's written one with his son actually. Mm. And we also have some food. So I've mentioned the new Jamie. 
There's a few here, uh, a new Nigella. There certainly is. It's called At My Table. Um, that's actually out slightly before the main burst of things, I think. But, um, but yeah, that's very exciting. Looking forward to that. also a new uh, Ottolenghi as well. Mm -hmm. And they say again, there's not many big celebrity memoirs. I think mm. that trend might have passed or yeah, it's, they're it's picking more, their moments. Um, it's more kind of interest books, like the you know the Tim Peake is not his autobiography. It's um, him being able to tell you interesting information. Um, yeah, there's a fair bit of cookery, um, but then it's more almost like celebrity fiction authors. I think this year, and also a few a few of them are writing kids books now, aren't they? Yes, um, very true. Cara Delevingne, if that's yes. how you say her yeah, name. Yeah, that's right. Miranda Hart, Alison Steadman, and Tim Minchin. We've all got kids all books. All writing out. children's books. Tim Minchin well, one could be interesting. I can see Tim Minchin. I do. I am a bit cynical, I'm afraid, about celebrities writing children's books. Because, one, if it's just your idea and it's not you writing, let's just say that. Um, but on the other hand, you've got David Williams. But then he really does write yes, them. Yes, he does. And he does. You know, they still. They're very popular. And it's they are, they are. And yeah. they're, they're genuinely really... Fun. I mean, it's very much like a sort of Roald Dahl type I think idea. Yeah, he fits know. that into that bracket now, especially yeah. with the way it's designed. Definitely. And But they are, they're genuinely really funny. He really does write them. And that that's absolutely fine. No no problem with that at all. Um, but yeah, I, I just... It seems a bit of a shame for people just to do it as sort of a trend or because they think it's an easy win because actually children are probably more discerning than, than a lot of grown-ups. They, they won't hesitate to tell you if they're, they're bored by something. Mm. <laughs> so. uh, and one sort of outsider is the Pengist Munch in search of the nation's 50 oh favourite chicken yeah. establishments. Now, who's, who's publishing that? That's Blink. Ah. Uh. I'm yeah. not sure if international listeners will quite get that, but it was, um, is he a school kid? What? Um, no, he's not. He just looks he just really looks young. Like, anyway, um, so it's a guy called the Chicken Connoisseur. And if you have a look on YouTube, you should be able to see some of his vlogs where he's basically gone round uh, loads of chicken shops, like fried chicken shops. Basically, yeah. yeah, fried fried chicken takeaway places um, all around London and gone and had some food and then reviewed it um and which, that's kind of his thing basically which one's the pengist yeah the most yeah. peng yeah we're, we're really here um, right um yeah you can tell that's not something we use all the time but well, yeah yeah it's fun um, <laughs> it's funny interesting everyone likes a good funny book at, at now, christmas time now there's usually a trend isn't there we've had adult coloring books yeah and last year was sort of like hygge 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 yeah um some people are saying it could be Logum, which my company headline are publishing. Yeah, there's a few of those few of around, now. I think. They're expecting yeah. that. With, um, Logum means sort of balanced living. Yes. Sort of doing things. I think Hugo was a bit more cuddly. and. Hugo was about yeah. um, comfy and warm and snuggly kind of thing, that, that sort of idea. And it could be food or it could be the way your house was or, you know... But, I mean, essentially, like, comfy socks, cushions, a big jumper, and something nice, you know, a nice cup mm. of tea. And Logum, which is, right these, these are all Swedish um, sort of trends. Yeah. Logum is about sort of doing things in balance, sort of mm. work life and 
keeping things, you know, not not too much one or the other, really. Because that's something that people always say about Scandinavian countries, isn't it? That that they, you know, they work to live; they don't live to work, and you know, they don't stay in the office really, really late. And that, you know, that they're, they're famous for having a, a good work-life balance. So, mm. Mm. so that's um, some of the highlights of Christmas and Super Thursday. Uh, is there anything in particular you're hoping to get for Christmas? You, now, you've already said you're going to be buying Book of Dust yourself. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm not going to let anyone get that for me for my birthday. I'm going to get in there and just order a copy for myself. Um, you're even thinking of taking the day off, aren't you? Yeah, I yeah. think I might do, especially because that's around my birthday. I think that'd mm, be perfect. Yeah. Get You know, get um, a good reading weekend in. Be excellent. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm really excited for the new Nigella book to be out there in the world. Um, I am sort of helping a little bit with the team of people who are working on it at Vintage, and I've seen a couple of little snippets from the inside of it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, it's going to be so beautiful. I think it's really, really going to be lovely. So... Yeah, but we should start seeing little bits and bobs for it um, in kind of newsletters and on her website and things like that quite soon, actually. She's already revealed the cover um, on her Twitter account, I think, and the the book cover's out there on Amazon and, you know, on on mm, bookshops online, yep. so you can see what it looks like. But, yeah, very excited about that. I'll be looking out for that, uh, Robert Harris and the Stephen King, I think, for me. Yeah, they're right up your street, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I'll be asking for those for Christmas. Cause... I think you'll really like the Richard Flanagan as well, actually. Oh, yes. Um, well, his last one almost destroyed me on the train. <laughs> so yeah, it's not quite along that. the same. You know, it's yeah. quite different to that. But then every book he writes is quite different, actually. Mm. It's more just the quality. Well, my birthday is the end of November. so It it's... is? fairly close to christmas so we shall see what i get uh we'll just talk about what we're reading at the moment but before i forget we had um some correspondence oh lovely so we were talking a few weeks ago about our big trip up to manchester mm. so we've had an email in from sarah who's got some recommendations for us so she says just listen to your podcast about travel and reading i've listened to a lot of audibles and could recommend a few because we were looking for audiobooks yeah Something that would grab me. So she recommends Wild and Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed, Glittering Glue by Kelly Corrigan, uh, The Miniaturist by Jesse Byrne. So we've both read that. Mm. It'd be interesting to hear what that's like in audio, actually. Uh, A Place Called Winter by Patrick Gale. Oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Mm. Love that book. Uh, My Animals and Other Family by Claire Balding. Mm. I particularly enjoy when it's read by the author, several of the which are above. Mm. I heard The Essex Serpent on Audible and didn't like the narrator at all. Didn't think the book was as amazing as everyone else, and I wonder if it was why, so it's not always a good idea. I do think it makes a big difference, actually, Mm. because obviously you're just used to your own reading of something, and if something doesn't fit with how you would think of it, it's quite... I mean, you you said you found that with a help, didn't you? You know, that you just couldn't get on with the narrator, so... Oh, no, that was not the help. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was getting yeah. confused about what you were um, listening to. I returned that because I didn't like the narrator, but mm. uh, that's the problem when you still want to listen to the book. You're stuck with that. Yeah. You know. Um, then she goes on to say, we talked about reading on the beach. She yeah, says, I'm- 
Also, uh, Ari, electronic devices and the beach. My husband got something on Amazon, which might be useful if you don't mind hanging it around her, your neck. And this so is... So we, we were talking about how, you know, maybe you probably wouldn't want to take um, something really expensive with you to read on the beach. Because, you know, if you have like a ebook or whatever, you know. Um... So she's kindly sent us a screenshot. It's called an O-case, or if that might be the brand, actually. Mm. It's a waterproof phone case, and you sort of put your phone in this sort of plastic black pocket, and then it's got a sort of string to go around your neck. Mm. And that actually makes a lot of sense. It's only a fiver. Um, and I'm, yeah, and if they could do one, and then probably, there's probably a couple, you could do one for your Kindle. Yeah, I mean, if they made one big enough for my little iPad, that would be ideal. Yeah, I mean, my iPhone's now... Um, waterproof but my kindle isn't my ipad isn't no and i mean there's waterproof is one thing but sand is another that's true actually it's not sandproof whereas this looks quite i'm just gonna have a yep, look at this now look. it looks like it's got quite a chunky seal at the top because it's it's what it's not like a bag exactly mm. it's a it says it's a waterproof phone case oh, it's a case so, that's, so yeah it's it looks solid. it looks quite sturdy it might even float That'd be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that looks great. So um, if you search on Amazon for O-Case, as in O-C-A-S-E, waterproof phone case, yeah. then something should come up if you're if you're looking to um, read from your electronic device on the beach or by the pool. Of course, if you're extra keen and listening to this on Tuesday, it's still Prime Day, so you might even get more money off that. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much, Sarah, for that. Um, good time to mention. You can send us an email, contact at adventuresofwords.com uh, if you want to talk about any of the books we're talking about or have any recommendations for Well, you can Tom. always, um, you know, do an at reply on Twitter to either of us or to the Word Adventures Twitter account. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Well, yes. So, Kate, what are you reading at the moment? Well, I am reading... Let me see. I have managed to have neither of them with me. Um, so why don't you go first? Oh, right, so you, you might hear Kate walking around. Uh, the book I'm reading at the moment, I'm about 100 pages in, and it's the new John Grisham, which is Camino Island. It's a bit different for him. His books, he will have another book out in uh, September, October. Conveniently for... I'm back. She's back. Conveniently... So I'm reading Camino Island, in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, d- I did, but thank know, you. Yes. That's all right. Uh, this is... It's it's a thriller, but it's got quite a few things that sort of tick a few boxes for me. So uh, Camino Island is a island, uh, but this book sort really? of... It's, yeah, thanks. Um, it's to do with the theft of five original F. Scott Fitzgerald manuscripts, the actual original manuscripts from Princeton University by a group of thieves. And they are... they, they Two of them get caught, but, three, but a few of them get away. That all happens in the first chapter. Um because I was interested to see how this was set up, actually, the way that mm. a few of them were caught so quickly. And then there's a, a man called Bruce Campbell, Bruce Cable, sorry, Bruce Campbell would be di- different, <laughs> Bruce Cable, who runs a bookshop on Camino Island. And he looks into sort of rare books, first editions. He's a yeah. little, bit, little bit dodgy. Anyway, it's about the pursuit of these manuscripts it's about setting up a bookshop the main character she's called mercer and she is sort of hired by the insurance company they suspect bruce but they've no way of actually proving it Mm. she's a sort of 
slightly successful, but it's sort of fading away novelist. So they, they pay her to live in this house on the beach and sort of try and infiltrate this literary circle of people. <laughs> and it's about running, running a bookshop, authors on tour, um, publishing oh God, world. That's hilarious. F. Scott, you know, Fitzgerald. Yeah. With a bit of a thriller, you know, put in. So it is a bit of a departure for him, but it's actually, I'm enjoying it. I think if you were to have a John Grisham, I mean, you've read, John Grisham, have you watched the film? No, I've only ever watched the film. Well, read this one. Cause cause I, and I'm a big fan of some of those yeah, films. Yeah, it's quite fun. He's going to have a new legal thriller in the uh, autumn, as I said. But so far, this has been quite a bit of fun. I'm reading it in hardback, so I'm, I've taken the dust jacket off. Because mm-hmm. um, as most people know, I've been reading a lot of Kindle lately. But yeah, it's good fun. Cool. Okay, I have uh, gone and retrieved um, what I'm reading at the moment. So I just finished Shelter, which I was talking about last time by Sarah Franklin, and I, I tweeted how much I enjoyed it. I really did think that was lovely. So um, that's out later in the month um, from Bonnier Zaffer. So snap that one up. Um, so one of the things I'm reading at the moment is called The Taste of Blue Light by Lydia Ruffles. I was very kindly sent a copy of this by... Um, the lovely Moira, um, on behalf of Hodder. So I'll just sort of read you um, the the blurb from the press release to give you an idea. Um, The Taste of Blue Light is an intensely powerful and lyrical debut novel from Faber Academy graduate uh, Lydia Ruffles. Did I say Linda before? Sorry, Lydia Ruffles. Snapped up by literary agent Claire Conville, 35-year-old Ruffles follows in the footsteps of fellow clients SJ Watson and Rachel Joyce to become the third Faber Academy alumnus on... Conville's List, a coming-of-age novel peppered with dark humour and darker secrets, The Taste of Blue Light is a highly personal exploration of obsession, invisible illness, first love, synesthesia, um, mm. and modern threats. If you're interested in synesthesia, by the way, and you want something short, uh, you can read Bluettes by Maggie Nelson, which is this incredible kind of poetic, like, poetry pro- prose meld. Um... So, it says, written in between migraines and MRIs, the novel is inspired by Ruffles' own health and creative experiences, so also of interest to me. Um, It is a stunning depiction of a young artist battling her broken mind. With a vivid and original voice, um, the protagonist Lux Langley wakes up in a hospital and finds herself lost and unravelling after suffering a blackout. There are so many unknowns, not least what happened after the party, how she ended up in hospital and why she's dreaming in red and screaming in the dark. Mm. So yeah, it's a bit of a a a thriller uh, with the protagonist trying to work out what has happened to her Mm. so not a kind of police type thriller but um there we go and i know that simon savage has recently just read this and really really enjoyed it so there we go yeah you've ruined it now uh yeah so i um just started that and i've also got a kind of tube paperback which is actually something that was being given away in our work canteen tube yeah Oh right, I thought you said chewed. Tube. No, chewed I haven't. Paperback. I haven't chewed right. it. Um, so yeah, this is a book called One of Us Is Lying by Karen M. McManus, um, and it's a Penguin young adult title basically. So the setup is five students walk into detention, only four leave alive. So, yeah. Um, is so that slightly battle royale. 
That's <laughs> not, not quite, no. Um, so uh, the characters, Yale hopeful Bronwyn has never publicly broken a rule. Sports star Cooper only knows what he's doing in the baseball diamond. Bad boy Nate is one misstep away from a life of crime. Prom queen Addie is holding life to the, uh, holding together the cracks in her perfect life. And outsider Simon, creator of the notorious gossip app at Bayview High, won't ever talk about any of them again. He dies 24 hours before he could post their deepest secrets online. Investigators conclude it's no accident. All of them are suspects. Everyone has secrets, right? What really matters is how far you'll go. To protect them. Right, well, Captain Gessington doesn't think it's going to be bad boy Nate, because that's too obvious. So, and also, it, so it could be Yale hopeful Bronwyn, who's never broken a rule. Do you, do you think it it's going to be one of the two girls? Um, possibly, or it could be the prom queen. Basically, it's not Nate, because that would be too obvious, although it could be a double bluff. <gasps> Hope that helps. Ba, ba, ba. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> I'm trying to spoil it before I've even started it. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, so this must be out very soon if it's not out already um from um yeah penguin sort of teen publishing i saw that cover this morning actually it really appeals to me i think it's a it's a really it's a really nice very graphic um cover great big writing and then the silhouettes of four people at the top Mm. so there we go that kind of appeals to my netflix american teen drama side or is he trying to frame them (gasps) maybe maybe there we go yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you'll let me know off air. I, I will do. Um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it in the podcast, um, but I haven't started it yet, so I can't tell you yet. So there we go. Well, that's all for this week. If you'd like to follow what I'm up to during the week, you can you can follow me. You almost said you can send me an email, but you can send me an email if you want. Uh, you can follow <laughs> me uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and Snapchat, at Rob Chilver. Uh, you can follow me during the week in various places, at Magic underscore Kitten. Well, I think about trying to use Snapchat a bit more, but I don't know. I'm trying to do more Instagram stories at the moment. That's that's what I'm trying to do for now. I rejoined Pinterest today. Anyway. Join Pinterest? Yeah. Follow me there. Um, I guess I'm <laughs> the same place. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, do send us your comments, and we'll be back next week. See you soon.